said, I'll never wave my flag. And I said, okay. So I'm listening to it. I'm like, yeah, I haven't heard this song before. And it was just going through the motions, all the things that have happened and things that keep coming up. And regardless of what's going on, I'm not going to wave my flag. I'm not going to wave my flag of surrender when life keeps trying to stomp me. I'm not going to wave my flag of surrender when haters are standing around waiting for you to fall. I'm not going to wave my flag of surrender when people are trying to mess you up on your job or people are trying to th take things from you or something's going on or you're under persecution. I'm not going to wave my flag. Yeah. Well, by the time I got to the end of the song, I mean, it was more like preaching to me than anything else. But as I said, I hadn't heard this song before. Why is it important that I hear it today? The Lord said, I will use whatever I need to use to get you locked back in. It doesn't matter what it is. I will use, even in this song, and as loud as it is, to get you locked back in. He says, no, you are more than a conqueror. Yeah. Rhema, you are more than a conqueror. I don't care what it is, what it looks like, how long it's been, what the situation is, what they told you. We are not going to wave our flag of surrender. That's right. What the issue is, the devil is trying to get you out of the place where you're always supposed to be, and that's the peace of yeah. God. It's the peace of God. Right. And we hear it all the time, and I know when people say peace, everybody automatically thinks of the little garden of green pastures and a little flowing brook somewhere in the back. I don't like brooks because they have frogs. I stepped on a frog yesterday. So, you know, that probably is not my version of peace. Probably a quiet house would be my version of peace with no ringing cell phone and no pagers. But... God is trying to get us to his perfect peace. Yes. So today we're going to talk about thoughts of peace. Simple enough. I said, Lord, because, you know, I'm almost all the way here. I said, Lord, are you going to tell me what's going on? He was like, yeah, thoughts of peace. I was like, awesome. That's it. It's the thoughts of peace. And when the devil is trying to get you someplace other than peace, the place that he normally gets you is in your mind. Yeah. In your mind. And I know as church folks, excuse me, we're very cerebral sometimes, constantly thinking all the time. And the battlefield of the mind, this is it right here. This is the battlefield. It is your mind. But you also have faith up there. But if he can get you agitated about the situation, the problem, the nonsense, then you can't get your faith working like it's supposed to. That's all he wants. He don't want you to mess up for real. I mean, he's not getting you trying to go and, and shoot up a gas station. He's just trying to get you off and not praying. You know what I mean? He's not trying to get you to commit some type of heinous acts. He just don't want you to pay your tithes anymore. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't want you to, you know, to, com to completely, you know, leave or walk away from the church. But if you show up whenever or do whatever, or if somebody sees you, you know, be like, you know, Peter and deny the Lord or something like He's trying to get you away from him. He's trying to get you away from God. And however he can do it, he'll do that. But if he can do it with the situations of the world, then he'll have you thinking and thinking and thinking until you're so agitated that you can't do anything else. And then you're annoyed all the time. And it doesn't matter what anybody says to you. You don't want anybody touching you. You don't want anybody talking to you. You don't want to speak to anybody. It was like, hey, God bless you. Like, dude, don't touch me. This ain't the day. I know this is the day the Lord has made, but this ain't the day for you to touch me. You know, it's one of those kind of things because you're agitated to the point where you can't get it together. And it started up here. Yes. It started up here. Yes. 
The devil will have you in a conversation of, if this one comes up to me, I'm going to tell them this. And if they say this, then I'm going to say that. And if they do this, then I'm going to do that. And then later on down the week, if they come back at me, then I'm going to go ahead and do this. Really? None of this stuff has transpired. But that's fear. Same thing. They said they were going to take your car. Had they taken it? No. But you've already started. This is Sunday. You have worked out the whole scenario. Well, if they take the car, then I can be able to get to work. If I can get to work, I can't make any money. If I, don't, if I can't make any money, then I ain't gonna have no food. If I don't have no food, then I'm gonna starve to death. What? <laughs> it started out way back here. Yeah. How did you get all the way here? It's in your mind. Yeah. You've got to shut that down. And it is a, it, you've got to train it. Yeah. It's so funny. When we were growing up, you know, if you fall, you hurt yourself. And for some particular reason, it seemed like Elder Dave, Deacon Lenny, Brother Kai and myself all fell out the same tree at my mom's house. We all tripped over the same stump. Everybody blew their knee out and, you know, all this kind of, we all got the same knots on the side of our head. We got pictures of like four double hickeys just everywhere, all over the head. And when we were small, he said, you know, Brother Kai said, I just trained myself not to feel the pain. We were like, Psst. we were hollering like, I don't know what, screaming. I'm like, you do that. You work. He's like, no, I just trained myself. Not to feel the pain. Guess what? We cried and hollered, and my mom came out with all the band-aids. I'm like, you do what you need to do, horse, because I'm a holler. This, this hurts. But in this situation now, it's a battle. You need to train yourself to shut the devil down. You've got to shut this. You've got to shut it down. You have to make the switch. When it comes, you've got to deal with it. The only way you deal with it is with the word of God. So, of course we're talking about the battlefield of the mind because everything happens there. But what I'm trying to get you to do, pastors, ministerial staff, everybody, we're trying to get you to walk in the finished work of the cross. Finished work. Meaning, if you understand when Jesus said it is finished, in John 19 and 30, you've got to understand the finished work of of the cross. It wasn't just something he said because he felt like saying it. He said it as a declaration. When we say we plant, when he said he planted, it is finished. It is finished. We need to walk in the finished work of the cross. It sounds good, but let me tell you what it means. It means you need to get the basic Bible truths about what's going on. So, basic Bible truths, and we've seen them, we've heard them. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. So I don't care how long you're working or how many jobs you have, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You must have faith. You've got to have it. These are the basic Bible truths. This is just addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Everything you will ever need in your life surrounds those four things. At the end of the day, that's what it comes back to. Am I right? Right. (laughs) When you're adding up what you need to do at the middle of the month, beginning of the month, end of the month, addition, subtraction. That's where it comes back to. Okay. So you need the basic Bible truths. Number two, the just shall live by faith and in their faithfulness. We say it all the time, but these are the basics. Just write it down. These things you just got to know. Romans 1 and 17, Hebrews 10 and 38, Galatians 3 and 11, Habakkuk 2 and 4. The just shall live by faith and in their faithfulness. Yes, in their faithfulness. Are you faithful to your faith? Meaning, do you only take a scripture out when you need it? or Are you practicing it all the time? All the time. Have you made it something that, it's, that it's, you're using day in and day out? 
not just they say, but God said to me. That's different. You know how somebody says, oh, you know, that's my friend. If you go to the store and she'll give you a really good deal and blah, blah, blah. Actually, because I did this to my mom yesterday. Um, I told her to go to the store. I said, oh, go there. Rini's there. You know, just tell her you're my mom and it's no problem. <laughs> I wound up having to call anyway because the better setup was me conversing directly to her instead of having my mom in the middle of it. When you get the scripture, instead of just hearing it from somewhere, when you get it on the inside, then nobody can take it from you. So God is talking to you. And you will hear him speak to you about your situation through the word. Because he's always leading and he's always talking. We may not always be hearing. Okay, number three, God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Yes, that's it, it's already done. We've already, we already have it, already been given it. Second Peter 1 and 3, he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything, it is already done. It is already finished. You're not looking for healing. You are the healed, protecting your health from sickness and disease. You're not looking for prosperity. You're already prosperous. Yeah. It's already in you. You've got to see differently. You've got to come from a different point. Number four, he has given us all the measure of faith. The measure. Like for most of us, everybody, unless some went awry, but everybody has one heart. <laughs> You've been given the measure of faith. Yeah. Work your faith. That's Romans 12 and 3, sorry. <laughs> Another Bible truth. He asked us to believe only. Yeah. To believe only. He didn't ask us to consider the problem. He didn't ask us to consider our bank account. He didn't ask us to consider the doctor's reports. He didn't ask us to consider uh, the economy or the area or, or stocks or the S&P or the NASDAQ or he didn't ask us to consider any of those things. What he said was to believe only, yeah. only. Every time I hear it, I said, yeah, you got it. Cause you hear it, you're like, that's right. He said, only, wait, wait, wait. He said, start all over again. Believe only. Yeah. Yes, that situation may be right there. The bill may be in your face. They may have already called you and texted you. Believe only, yeah. only, without exception. Do not consider the other stuff that's going around. Don't consider it. Isaiah 26 says, it's declared that if we keep our minds stayed on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. Not just peace, but perfect peace. When it's God's peace, it's perfect. When it's God's peace, it's perfect. It's the same thing as perfected praise. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. It's different. It's his cap on it, other than me doing it other than you doing it. Come, you're looking at it differently, coming from a different point. Yeah. And this is what we always need to know. I don't care how crappy it looks. God loves you. Yeah. And I'm saying it, but I need you to say, God loves me. I mean, y'all can say he loves me and I appreciate it. But I mean, you're talking about yourself. <laughs> God loves me. Yeah. Come on, say it. God loves me. 
God loves me. You know, I'm sure you're like, so what's the big deal? You need to know this. You need to know this. You need to know, you need to know that God loves you. Because I say it all the time, I know God loves himself some emoji, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> You've got to get to that point, God loves himself some you. <laughs> You've got to get over that. And the only way to get over that is to spend time with him and to keep saying the same thing. God loves me. So he's not going to let anything happen to me. God loves me, and he's never against me. Do you understand that? God is always for you, and he is never against you. I don't care. He is always for you, and he's never against you. Never. I get tired of hearing people say, oh, you know, God must be mad at me. He don't do that. Because of Jesus, he doesn't do that. So, you know, I don't hear all this, this other stuff coming up behind it. God is for me. He's never against me because he loves me. And because he loves me, this situation is already taken care of. Because he loves me, despite the doctor's report, I'm already healed. I'm a healed, protecting my, my health from sickness and disease. I'm already healed. Why? Because he loves me. Yes, this bill came in, and yes, God has already made the way of escape. He's already made the provision. Why? Because he loves me. God is always for me, and he is never against me. Always. I know that just sounds like it goes against all the stuff that we've ever heard. This is training time. May not be jumping up and down time, but this is training time, and this is why. We have all been raised, aside from in the church, outside, once you come out the womb, you have a natural course of progression. They send you to preschool if you go, kindergarten if we didn't make it. That's right, we missed it. Um, and then you make your way through the natural progression of school. And then they tell you that you go to school to get good grades. And why do you get good grades? So you can graduate. And graduate with high honors. And you graduate with high honors so that they'll accept you into college. And then when they accept you into college, then you have a coursework. And when you finish that coursework, then you graduate. And once you graduate, then you can get a good job. And then when you get a good job, you can do X, Y, and Z. That is the natural progression that everyone has been trained and raised to do from the time they've come out of the shoot. Not that much time has been spent in training us to live by the word of God, God's kingdom and God's system. So that regardless of what the world system has set up, the kingdom of God is for me and that I have a way of coming out on top without following that plan or their route because God's way is perfect and he makes everything come out right for me. So it doesn't matter if I was the underdog or the overdog or however it happened in the beginning or the end, at the end of the day, he makes everything come out right. Yes. He always causes us to triumph, and he always gives us the victory. Yes. I don't care where you started, we know where we're going to finish. Yes. We know where we're going to finish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are the things that you, if you are just not where you're supposed to be, you need to spend, spend time doing this. Before you even utter a prayer, you've got to get down in your spirit. God loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. If you've got to sing it, you've got to dance it, you've got to make a jingle out of it, God loves me. God loves me, and he is ne- he's always for me and never against me. Always. 
I don't care if you go outside right now, you've got four flat tires and all your windows are busted out. God is always for me and he's never against me. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God is for you. He's never against you. Romans 8 and 31. Okay. John 10 and 10. He said that he has come so that we may have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's in the Amplified. We have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Do you hear me? I walk, you walk, in life, in abundance, to the full, till it overflows. Gotta keep saying it. Why? Because God loves me. Yes. Why? Because he has thoughts of peace and prosperity and plans for me, a good end, not evil. Why? Because God is for me and he is never against me. Why? Because he makes everything come out right. Why? Because he loves me. This is like answering the two-year-old. And see, that's the way your brain will keep shooting He'll just keep, your brain will keep shooting things at you, keep shooting. What about this? What about that? What about this? What about it? So instead of you doing it on your own, because you can tell when you're doing it on your own, you're frowning all the time. You're not doing any smiling, whether you're a, a grinner or not. You're not, because everything is happening. There is a battle going on between these two ears, and you've got to find a way to stop it. The way to stop it is the Word of God. The way to stop it is the word. The only way you get to this point is you've got to spend time with it. Yes. There are just some scriptures that you spend time with and they automatically come out because that one you've spent a lot of time with. So then spend more time with it. Look at it when you get up in the morning. Make sure it's in the bathroom when you're sitting on the throne. Make sure it's on your refrigerator if that's where you go all the time. Make sure it's at the table. Make sure it's in your car. Make sure it's at your desk. Why? Because you are reprogramming yourself. You have to switch over. Yeah. You've got to switch over. You've yeah. got to make the switch. You've got to switch it over. Yeah. Otherwise, you will constantly be beat down. And the devil loves that you are not in peace. Yeah. He loves that you're in agitation. He loves that you're aggravated. He loves that you're so annoyed with the people that you work with that you can't pray and say your grace over your food. He loves that. He loves that you got 20 bills in the mail and you have no idea how they're going to get paid and you get so aggravated that you don't even feel like cooking for your kids. He loves that. You've got to shut that stuff down and it's all because it started here first. But you can shut it down. Yeah. You can stop it. Another Bible truth. This is my favorite. Psalm 89, 34 and 35. God will not alter in any way the words that he spoke. He's not going to change them. He will not alter the words that he spoke to you. He will not alter the ones that he put in the Bible. He's not going to alter them. So whatever he said, he meant. So when he said you're the head and not the tail, that's what he meant. When he said you're above only and never beneath, that's what he meant. He said, I've seen all those things, the trials and tribulations and all the other things that are going on, but he said, thou art rich. He knows that. He is not going to alter or change those words in any way. He's not going to do it. He's not. He's also not a man that he would lie. This is another Bible truth. We talked about that again today in the back in prayer. God cannot lie. He will not and he cannot. It's not in him because whatever he says, he plants. So if you, whoever you are, if he said when you were to come and you were to have two heads, 
you're going to have him. Because what he says is planted. Whatever you say is planted. So what are you saying? What are you saying? Are you saying, I can't get over the hump? Every time I go and try and do something, a bill comes in and I was, uh, that I wasn't expecting, and you know what happens? Every time you get over a hump, a bill comes in that you weren't expecting. Seems like every time I go here, this is what happens. And you know what happens? Every time you go there, that is what happens. Because when you say, you plant. What are you saying? Another Bible truth. What are you saying? Your tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. Same thing. As you speak, it's coming out. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what are you thinking about? If it's not the word of God, then the battlefield is what is going to keep you circling the wagon. And again, devil don't want you to do anything crazy. He's just trying to prevent you from praying. He's trying to prevent you from standing. He's trying to prevent you from believing only. So if he can do it by keeping you just circling the wagon and twisting around and never getting to the point where you said, no, I'm shutting it all down. I don't care what they say or what's going on. I am healed. I don't care about how bad I feel. I don't care what the doctor said. I'm already healed. Yeah. Got to get to that point. Yeah. You've got to shut it down. So those are, the, those are the basic Bible truths. You get to that point. If you walk in the finished and manifested work of Christ, there's the work of cross, of the cross, you'll get out of it. Now, things that you also need to know, God loves being trusted. He loves when you trust him. He loves that. He loves when he sees you stand there and you say, you know, and you say, you know what, I don't care how bad it looks right now, my God shall deliver me. Right. He loves when you trust him. When you stand there, you know, something came up. I said, Lord, I said, I thank you. I expect expected income yes. and unexpected income. That's right. And something happened, and the people called, and they said, look, miss, I, you know, I'm terribly sorry. We made such a huge mistake. Um, can we just give you, you know, like $200 credit, or would you just prefer that we just put it back on your card? I said, how about we put it back on the card? See, <laughs> And it wasn't that I had set it up, but I said, you know what, Lord? That's the unexpected income. He said, yes, you said you plant it. He said, you say, and you plant. He said, you say, you plant, you receive. I said, yeah. right. But what was I thinking about? I was thinking about the word of God, because I knew that when I said, Lord, I thank you, that I expect, expected an unexpected income. One, I, yes, I expect to receive the pay that I work for. That's the expected income. And then I was expecting the unexpected, meaning I didn't know where it's coming from, but it was coming from somewhere. Right. And you know what? It showed up. And when it happened, I had to laugh because it happened so quick. Mm -hmm. Because I know what I say, yeah. I plant. But that comes from spending time with the word. Yeah. We want you equipped. Pastors, they want you equipped to do what you need to do. Get the word so you can do it. Yeah. This is not, you know, just to make us feel better. I mean, because I'm, I'm using this actively <laughs> and have to every day and have to shut my shut the nonsense down just like you do i was agitated in all types of ways up until 12 45 this morning i said you know what I said lord he said you need to shut it down i said right <laughs> he said now how do you shut it down i said i shut it down with the word he said so shut it down this is for me as much as it is for everybody else because god has thoughts of peace yes. 
for you. He has thoughts of peace. Thoughts of peace. The job that you've been standing for, the real job, not the foolishness, not the aggravation, the one that you've been talking about, God has already prepared and made the way. He's already parted the Red Sea for you. He's already given you extra sunlight like he gave it to Joshua. Do you hear what I'm saying? He made a way through the river that nobody knew was there. He's already done that for you. But you've got to acknowledge it. How do we acknowledge it? Lord, I thank you that you've given me everything that pertains to life and godliness. What are you doing when you're confessing the word? You are shutting down the nonsense that is going on in your mind. You're shutting it down. You have to. That's funny. Five minutes. You have to shut it down. You've got to actively make the switch. Actively. We have to get to the point where we renew our minds to the things of God, which is his word. If you're not thinking along the lines of the word, then you're thinking along the lines of something else. And that's the battle. The battle of your mind. The devil's trying to get you there. What's going to happen if you, don't, if you don't get your paycheck? If you don't get your paycheck, then you can't pay the bill. If you can't pay the bill, then they're going to take the car. If you can't pay your bill, then they're going to put you out. If they put you out, then where are you going to go? And then if you have no place to go, then what are you going to do? He's taking you from here to here to here to here. You have everything right now. <laughs> you have it all right now. Why are you all the way down the street? Keep the Javon back in the house. You are way out of your... You're way out of where from where you're supposed to be. Right. I always say it's funny when we see little creatures all crunched up on the road. I said, see, you wouldn't have got killed last night if you was home with your moms. I said, you should have been with your mama. <laughs> if you were with your mom, you wouldn't have been out here. <laughs> Same thing. If you were with the word, this would not be your issue. You got to stop it. And it sounds so ridiculous sometimes, but you got to shut it down. You have to. Because this is where it happens. This is where it happens. Thoughts become words. Words become action. Sit and think about that. If you're mulling it and mulling it, this is what happened to Job. Because he kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And what did he say? The thing that he thought about and that he feared the most came upon him. He had not been meditating on what the Lord had told him. He had been meditating on the foolishness. But not the word. How about you make the flip? Switch it. Switch it. When it comes, uh uh-uh. No. He said he makes everything come out right. He said I'm the head and not the tail. He said he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I don't care if I haven't worked in five years. Lord, I thank you that this bill is paid and already done. God loves when you trust him. He loves when you trust him. Bottom line is, without the word, you're either going to win it or lose it between these two ears. Your mind is the arena of faith. We talked about that. The place where victory is obtained in your life. This is what a victory is right here. When we sing champion, why do we sing champion? That's a battle cry song. I am a champion. I'm not working towards victory. I'm working from a place of victory. Not towards it. I'm working from it. I'm not going to get my healing. I am all ready healed, protecting my health from sickness and disease. The place that I'm working at now is just so cotton picking big. It's 456 acres, but it's like forever. And everyone keeps asking me, well, how are you making out? I said, fine when I'm not lost. They said, but you look so confident when you walk. 
like you know where you're going. I said, why would I look any other way? I said, I'm very steady in my gait. I'm going to walk. They said, but you always walk confidently. I said, yeah, doesn't matter whether I'm, I know where I'm going or not. <laughs> I said, and even though sometimes I don't know where I'm going, I just circle the wagon and come right back. <laughs> but I'm going to walk straight. Why? I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I'm trying to get somewhere. You are standing at a different point. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. I mentioned before we went someplace and I was, you know, looking for furniture and this, that, and the other. And I said, well, I would just look here, this, that, and the other. And they were like, well, no. You can get X amount of blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, well, look at this. I looked at my mom. I said, well, that makes you walk differently around the store. Let's do some real shopping. <laughs> because you're standing in a different position than you were the first time. You were kind of like mixing and matching before. Now I'm like, all right, let's hit the gas. Let's do it. Because you're standing at a different position. You're not just reaching for crumbs. You are God's elect. You sit at the table, not underneath the table. You get everything the first time. You don't get the repeats. This is different. You are a child of the most high God. He has it differently for you than he does everybody else. And you will get to where he wants you to be, which is Jeremiah 29 11. Thoughts of peace and an expected end. He has no evil thoughts for you. Thoughts of prosperity. Thoughts of peace. Thoughts of nothing broken, nothing missing in your life. That's what he has for you. Those are the thoughts that he wants you to keep. Those are the thoughts he wants you to keep. But it starts with the word. And when you hear something that contradicts the word, then you flip it. That is not my reality. And if it is not the word of God, don't take the thought saying pastor said it all the time, and it is a scripture, and it is in these no- and there are, it's in these notes, but we're not getting there today. Don't take the thought saying if it is not the word of God. That's right. Don't take it. If you did not order that boa constrictor, then don't pick it up. That's right. If you did not order that poison, then don't pick it up. That's right. Don't take the thought saying. Don't come in and out and say, no, I've got a pain and I'm sick as a dog. Really? Don't take the thought saying. You know, if I don't get that check, I'm going to be in a poorhouse. Really? Don't take the thought saying. You know what's so funny? I thought I was going to die. I've seen people drop dead so many times, it's not even funny. Several times. Don't take the thought saying. You can walk out of here and say, my God shall supply, has supplied my every need, and all I'm doing now is walking in it. And that's the point. Here's the thing. When you acknowledge, when you acknowledge that it is already done, this is what God has for you. Lord, I thank you. I already have this job. Somebody has already decided that is my job. Somebody's already decided that is my job. Now, that's receiving it now. Another people would think that a faith confession would be, Lord, I thank you that someday I will receive that job. That's not faith. That's hope. (laughs) But that's not faith. That's not walking in the finished work. The finished work is it's already done. Therefore, I say, Lord, I thank you that somebody has already decided that that is my job, that somebody has already decided 
to give me that home, that somebody has already decided to approve me for that car. Somebody has already seen that this blood work was wrong and that somebody took it wrong and that what they thought they saw, they don't see now because I'm already healed. Yeah. I've already received it. I am walking yeah. in the finished work yeah. of the cross. That's it's right. already done. Oh, thank you, Lord. You're standing differently. Yeah. You're not at the end of the line. You're at the front of the line. That's right. You're standing in a different spot. Yeah. But it seems like everybody else is around you and you think that they don't know your name, that God doesn't know you, that he doesn't know your name, he knows your name. That's why we sing the song. Yeah. He knows my name. He knows my Tattooed in the palm of his hand, right since the back. <laughs> Took us forever to find that scripture. Was it Isaiah 49? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah 49. That we are tattooed, that we are imprinted yeah. on the palm of his hand. If you are that important, and you are, to him, he already knows what it takes, he already made a way for your situation. He needs you to acknowledge it. As you acknowledge, Lord, I thank you that it's already done. He's already started you to walk. You acknowledge, Lord, I thank you it's already done. And he, then he starts speaking. Okay, it's already done. I need you to speak to this person today. At 2 o'clock in the parking lot. Okay, how you go do it? All right, Lord, this is what they said. Lord, I thank you that it's already done yeah. and that it's mine. I need you to come back and sow the seed. Okay, Lord. Lord, I thank you because it's mine and it's already done. Yeah. Yes. I need you to go here tomorrow and take this person with you. Okay, Lord, I'm going. I thank you because it's mine and, and, and it's already done. Yeah. See, he moves all the other things out of the way. Yeah. He's making a way for you that you didn't know and nobody else knew was That's there right. because right. you've already acknowledged that you have a way out already. Yeah. So he is just looking for your trust yeah. and that as you trust, you follow his direction yeah. because where you're trying to go, he's been trying to get you there and you want to go too, is here. Yeah. He wants you to acknowledge that you have the way there mm -hmm. and then he wants you to allow him to take you there That's right. That's right. so that the word of God can be fulfilled in your life That's right. and in your life That's right. so that when we hear messages like this on Sunday, it's not a pipe dream. It's for real. Yeah. So that next time we have, what is that? Showers of, what is, what is that called? Mm. Showers of blessings and praises. That's the guy. Yeah. Showers of blessings and So that when we have it, Everybody should be up. Yeah. Everybody. Why? Because the word works for you. And you've been working the word. And you have something to prove that you've been working the word. Don't you know when that happens, we won't have enough space in this church. Right. They'll be sitting in the classrooms on the side begging to hear a drop of the word of God. Because we've acknowledged yeah. the finished work of the cross. Because we've kept the Bible basics in front of us, yeah. and that when the foolishness came to destroy and disturb our peace, we switched it, yeah. we flipped it, yeah. and we stayed and aligned our thoughts with the word of God, yeah. not the lies of the devil. Right. Fear is believing the lie of the devil that has not come to pass. 
It hasn't even come to pass. Why are you agitated? Why are you there? You should have been home with your mom. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Someplace you have no business being. Yeah. Get out of there. That's right. God has green pastures for you. Oh, yeah. Says he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I hate lying in grass, but he said it was lush. I do like plush carpet, so that's okay. <laughs> green pastures where there is nothing missing and nothing broken. But if you're tired of getting agitated and beating your head up against the wall and annoyed all the time, why am I annoyed? Why am I annoyed? Why am I annoyed? Because you're listening to the lies of the devil. You just listen to the lies. Get some word. Give this priority more than anything else. Yeah. Know that God loves you. Yeah. Before you say a prayer, you gotta say that. Before you do anything, Lord, I need you to this, 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 and this, and that. Lord, I thank you, God loves me. Yeah. And because he loves me, he's always for me, and he is never against me. Yeah. He's never against me. Never. I don't care, he's never against you. Thank you Lord. Because he loves you. Depending on whatever relationship you had before, do not base it upon that. Good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. God loves you. He is always for you, and he is never against you. I want you to get this. Seriously. As I said, this is not a jumping up and down message because you know what? It can't be. This is instruction. I want you to get where you need to go. To me, right now, that's more important. And when you come in on church and we have the church face, but you got a lot of stuff going on, and I'm trying to talk, you know, people are saying, God bless you, and you can't carry on a conversation because you're thinking about the week that hasn't come yet because today is still Sunday. And you're thinking about Friday. You think about Wednesday. You think about all the things that haven't even come up yet. But this is the thing. God said that he gives us new mercies every day. Yeah. That's Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Did I make it up there? Okay, but that's one of them. Lamentations 3. 22 and 23, You're, the mercies are new every day. So regardless of what you need on that day, yeah. you know, say, you know what? I was almost in a bad accident, but I saw them in time and the Lord allowed me to swerve and get out the way. That was a mercy that was already provided for you in that day. In that day. So whatever you need that day, all of the favor, all of the grace, all of the breaks that you need, all of the unexpected income that you need, he has made it available to you for that day. So stop worrying about the next day. All that you need for that day will be there. This is like having your own little igloo full of everything you need. You got your lunch in there, you got your lunch money, you know, all your money for your snacks. Everything's in there already, but it's there for that day. Stop worrying about tomorrow because you don't have tomorrow's igloo yet. You don't have tomorrow's mercies. You've got today's mercies. Walk in today's mercies because everything you need for Sunday, what's it, month are we in? August 11th? Whatever <laughs> mercy that you need for this day, you have. That's right. Mercies that you will need for the 12th, you will have. And that's why, that's the 12th, right? Tomorrow? Okay, that's Margaret. And so every day, what you need, you will always have it because every need you have has been abundantly supplied. Yes. Past tense. Already done. It's already done. Yes, Lord. Already done. Yes. I'm telling you, you've got to get to that point. 
And as hard as the enemy has been fighting you, it's as hard as he's been fighting me. So when, as victory starts showing up bit by bit and piece by piece, we're all going to come in here and dance together because we're working from victory to victory. We're working from victory to victory. That's where it's going.